Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another episode of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points. And we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I've started rereading the Clone Saga from the start, so... Oh! Enjoy some coming Hero or Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, Connor. First couple of issues, absolute yeah. breeze. Yeah, breezy, easy peasy. <laughs> the next hundred or two hundred issues might be a bit different. Not great, not great. So, Sean, we're we're not talking about dumb nerd Star Wars stuff today. I don't want to know about Star that kind Wars. of stuff. I'm here to talk about dumb nerd comic book stuff. But. Clone Saga is... It's Spider-Man. No. It's, yeah, but it's not like Marvel and DC. Like, uh, you're, the, the superheroes. Connor's very confused. Uh, yeah. I saw him get hit in the head earlier. I don't know whether that has anything to do with it. Um, he's forgotten what this show is about, which is where we take one comic book character every single week, give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character, good points, bad points, everything in between. Uh, mm. Connor normally takes DC characters. I take Marvel characters, which are comic book characters. Connor. Are they? Yeah, are they, they comic? Are. They're very good Wait, ones, in fact. The Clone Saga, that's Spider Man. Sp- yeah. Is Spider Man in, in Marvel? You know Tobey Maguire? Yeah. The very same. The man, man. from uh, Sea Biscuit, yeah. <laughs> the man from Sea Biscuit. Not the horse from Sea Biscuit, mind you. <laughs> no, the man. No, I knew you'd know who that was. <laughs> oh, that's the horse, of course. Um, uh, but it is your week this week, Connor. It is. So I normally do DC characters. Um, and so this week I decided to do a character. Um, by the way, I'm not that dumb. I just want to make that clear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, for anyone new listening, like, Jesus Christ, he knows nothing. I I do know nothing. But sometimes I can read a comic book or two. Because this week we're going to be doing a character that we talked about on Monday. And Sean, you knew a vague amount about. 
Oh, yes. And I'm doing a character na- by the name of Kent Nelson, otherwise known as Dr. Fate, to yes. be played by Pierce Brosnan in the upcoming Black Adam film. Yeah, so the extent of what I know about Dr. Fate is... Uh, I've already forgotten what she told me on Monday. And <laughs> big blue cape, big gold helmet, correct? Um, yes, I suppose if you break it down, that's kind of... <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, please, so this do might, go on, This Connor. might surprise you, but um, Ken Nelson, or Dr... I'm going to just call him Dr. Fate. Um, yeah. But his first appearance came in 1940. Only a mere year after Batman's creation and two years, or three years after Superman's creation. Oh, so he's a character that stuck around then. Yeah, he has been around since the very, very start, basically. And he is, um, he was created by Gardner Fox and Howard Sherman. And his first issue was More Fun Comics number 55, which I wonder what's inside them. <laughs> I, I, look, fun comics can fuck off. More fun comics. <laughs> what I need is fun comics plus. That's what I need. <laughs> the subscription um, service. So in 1928, Ken Nelson was born to Celestine Babcock Nelson. I've only included this woman because it's a good name. It was a very <laughs> good name. It's a very 40s name. A spiritualist, Sean. And Sven Nelson, an archaeologist. Sometime after his or birth... Or Svelson mo- to his friends. <laughs> Um, sometime after his birth his mother died of unknown causes the best kind of causes is, uh, can I just ask is that like an actual is that, will that play into things those unknown causes or is she just dead and they didn't think she's just dead she's just dead absolutely fine just work away work away Um, in 1940 while on an archaeological dig um, in I'm not even going to pronounce it it was in Egypt Sven Nelson along with it's not Cairo. That's about my geography level, yes. <laughs> Along with then 12-year-old Kent Nelson, stumbled upon a temple belonging to an ancient god known as Naboo, Sean. From now, Star Wars? The, the, yeah, from Star Wars. Yeah, from the Clone Saga. Wait, no, that's the Clone Saga. <laughs> uh, the I'm going to make this report were, difficult for you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. The natives were scared to even... I should say, by the way, that I always get on your back for Marvel cosmic bullshit... And things that are weird. And the Celestials, we did many reports where I just spent the whole time harumphing. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, calling Uh, it nonsense to my face. Yeah, to your face, yes. And behind your back. I didn't tell you about that, but also behind your back. Well, thanks Um, for telling me now. (laughs) Vicious, vicious personal (laughs) remarks. But um, (laughs) this one, I will say, Sean, just just to set the scene, this is very Celestials and very out there so I want you to prepare yourself for some cosmic DC bullshit well I'm back on board (laughs) I knew that would bring you back in (laughs) so um, the natives I said were scared to even enter the temple of Naboo and avoided it at all costs but that did not scare Mr. Kent Nelson's daddy Sven Nelson for he did not believe in magic Sean and so he had no worries or qualms about entering this this very sacred place yeah, I'm getting very um, Tutankhamen vibes uh, with mm. like the, the whole temple and the, the, the curse that apparently is there and people not caring about the curse. I have a funny feeling that Go Svelson on. over there is going to get cursed. Svelson. <laughs> 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 While wandering around the temple, temple, 
Kent stumbled upon a sarcophagus containing the body of Naboo the Wise, Sean. Kent decided, now Kent is of course Dr. Fate, but Kent is only 12 at this stage. And he yeah. decides to pull a lever that was just on the sarcophagus. Because he thought, this will be cool. It's a big red lever. Yeah, that, why would you... First of all, it's not your go tomb. On. You can't go pulling levers. Yeah, Second but it'd be class though. It will, look, it would be class. And young Kelson there is absolutely following <laughs> in his father's footsteps. Kelson and Svelson. Kelson and Svelson. It sounds sound like an like, outdoor clothing brand. I was going to say they sound like members of um, the dodgeball team. Of Ben Stiller's team in the dodgeball. Blade and Laser. <laughs> Svelson and Nelson. And so, so anyway, Kelson, anyway, of the duo. Yeah. He pulls the lever and he awakens the boo because the lever, of course, was like clearly something magical. It was an ancient when, defibrillator. Yeah, when the, when the boo awoke, a poisonous gas filled the temple, killing Svelson, but also Sven. It's sticking. I, I like the fact that the man's dead and we're still there. It kind of undermines the death to call him Svelson. Yeah, really undercuts the seriousness of... Oh. Svelson was a friend of us all. That's he was it. a loved one. He was a family member. But so Svelson as we knew him. Father um, to our dearest Kelson. <laughs> who's, of course, very sad at the back. Stand up, Kelson. Show us what all the- your tears. Show us the hand that you used to pull the lever to release the poisonous gas. <laughs> yeah. Killing Svelson, but leaving Kent unharmed, Sean. How was Kent unharmed? Just cause. Just held his breath. <laughs> Just- it's the comics in the 40s, Sean. There's a lot of this that I'm just going to answer to any questions you have. Just cause. Just cause. Fair. Same way his mother died. Just cause. Yeah. <laughs> just cause. It's a bit of tragedy. You need it. Naboo wanted... Um, so Naboo reawakens, right? right. Awakens Naboo, the god. Yes. And the, Naboo sees Kent there. The only person in there. Svelts is on the ground choking to death. He's a, he's a lost cause. But ne- <laughs> but Kelson is there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn, just stop joking. He's an absolute joker. The uh, boo wanted to train Kent as his apprentice, but Kent did not want powers or to become the boo's apprentice. All he wanted was his father back, which, bit soon to be thinking, do you want to be my apprentice? Your dad's dead beside you there, lad, but come on now, superpowers. Hear, hear me out, Kent. Nobelson? <laughs> I'll be Nebelson, you be Kelson. We're the new original duo. Think it'll be all over the front page of more or more fun comics. <laughs> Even more, more fun comics. <laughs> Naboo erased all memory of Sven Nelson from Kent's mind shot, right? Yeah. And in the. That <laughs> was not meant to be a laughing matter. <laughs> I was just like, yes, he he erased their memory of Sven Nelson, but not Svelson. (laughs) He's like, I still remember Svelson well, one of my best friends. But who's that Sven guy? He's a bit of a dickhead. Bit of a dickhead, choked to death on his own mouth, I would say. Uh, I will say, Sean, that this this, uh, is three pages long, and I am currently on the second paragraph and not even three lines down. (laughs) I will have no further mentions of any Elsons of any kind. Svelson and Nelson. Um, so, of course, Naboo erases all memory of his dad 
from Kent's mind. And in the course of one week, Naboo transformed Kent into a fully grown man and taught him the mystic arts. Right, and is he... Does, is he still like a is it like a Shazam situation that he's still a child's mind in the man's body? No, he's just a grown dude now. Just a grown man. Comics in the forties. Just cause. Continue. Just cause. The, la- the last we the last wish of the boo was for Kent to unleash all of his power on him, but Kent could not harm his master for he had grown attached to the boo over the previous week because this ma- man had given him superpowers. It tends to happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naboo then brought back Kent's memories of his father. And Kent was immediately outraged and attacked Naboo with a fit of rage. With the full force of his new power. During that t- time, Naboo revealed himself to be one of the ancient Lords of Order, Sean. Now, right. this is where we're going to get some cosmic bullshit. Because we have the Lords of Order. And they are locked into a war for millennia with the Lords of Chaos. Is this ringing any bells for some Marvel celestial bullshit? It's a little... It's. It, 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 I, I'm getting some memories of mm. a, a war between forces of good and forces of evil. Yeah, um, just over, like, lords of good and evil that have been centuries and millennia fighting each other under gods. Exactly, and they're all pretty much evenly matched. Um, yeah. And surely they'll never reach a satisfying conclusion. Now, this is kind of where it goes into Shazam territory, because Naboo had been Earth's greatest protector against chaos for five millennia, until his physical body wore out, and he was forced to enter suspended animation, powerless, until he could find another suitable host body shot. He would then create and impart a helmet, a medallion, and a cloak as symbols of his power, turning Kent Nelson into Dr. Fate, and he would serve as an agent of the Lords of Order in their never-ending battle against the Lords of Chaos. Right, so he's about as good of a good guy as you can get. He's the best guy other than the fact that he killed his dad, yeah. Well, he had to pull that lever, to be fair. To Uh, be fair, Svelson was... he had it coming. Svelson has had it coming for a long time, is what I would <laughs> for say. For a long time. It, the way the story goes, it reminds me very much of um, Moon Knight from Marvel, who, okay. um, you know, ended up in an Egyptian temple and got his uh, powers from an ancient Egyptian god who needed a new host. Um, oh, interesting. Also got a fancy cloak out of the deal. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, now, that's just in my head as parallels there. Now, what I will say is, it's comic books. They're all the same. It's either Egyptian gods, uh, there's uh, something in a beaker that gets hit with electricity and yep. you will be turned into something, or, or you're your parents die, or you're, <laughs> your parents die and you're rich. <laughs> there you're kind of, or you're an alien. There you're kind of four standouts yeah. for all of them. Um, and so what happened here was that Dr. Fate, he was, um, he was basically trained by Naboo, or Kent was trained through that week to use, he became magical. Right, and he get, he gained magical powers, but then he was given the helmet, the medallion, and the cloak, which give him like the most powers anyone could possibly have, because the boo channels all of his powers into those three objects. Right. So once he puts all of them on, he be, he basically becomes the boo. So he has god level powers at that point. Yeah, basically, but without those medallion, helmet, and cloak, he's still like super powerful. Yeah, he's still magic at the end of the day. 
Yeah. And his first adventure as Dr. Fate was when he rescued a lady called Inza Kramer from Wotad, who was an evil sorceress. Doesn't matter who Wotad is, but Wotad had captured Inza. And so Dr. Fate, on his first one of his first days out, he rescues Inza. The two immediately fall in love, Sean. And together, they settled in an invisible tower Kent constructed with his powers called the Tower of Fate in Salem. Very good name. This man yeah. is 12 years and one week old. Yes. <laughs> For now, he's married and he has some kids. For this sanctum, he embarks out fighting crime and supernatural evil as the hero, Dr. Fate. Okay, so he's got his Fortress of Solitude type thing. Fortress of Solitude. He's got, he's got Inza. She's backing him up. And yeah. this is 1941 at this stage. So he's just got everything he needs. And he's got a medallion that's super powerful. And a helmet that gives him superpowers. He's ready to fight crime. And he doesn't stop the war at all. No, he's... <laughs> what ifs? <laughs> just cause. Just cause. <laughs> um, Dr. Fade. He actually does get involved with the war, by the way. But that's actually really interesting of how something else gets started up, Sean. Because Dr. Fate went on to fight evil threats with his powers, along with Inza. Having locked Wardhand up for good, Fate stopped these several villains, known as Magno the Mighty. He recovered and destroyed the lost book of Tot, defeated two species of alien, of evil spacemen, and stopped the Norns. None of these people matter, but these are the kind of adventures he was having at the time, which was all just super villains that were all, like, magic or aliens. Okay, fairly standard affair for the 40s, mm. just a general out-of-this-world enemies. So Ken Nelson became dissatisfied with his current situation of being a god. Now, that's not, that line isn't there, but I've added that in. <laughs> and he decided to become a real medical doctor in order to save more lives on the side. Shortly afterward, Kent became engaged to his faithful companion, Inza, and they spent even more time together. It's all very loving, Sean. Surely nothing bad could ever happen to such a happy couple. I- I think you'll be surprised where that goes, because early in his career, Dr. Fate's first encounter with a hero of that era was the Spectre, the Rat of God. The Spectre's also very powerful. Um, so right. together, they destroyed a military gateway to the netherworld of demons. That's a sentence that is just basically, they destroyed a portal <laughs> for some demons. <laughs> they closed a door. They didn't Avengers. That's what they did, right? It was World War Two, and America was pulled into the war. Doctor Fate and many other mystery men helped defeat an assassination attempt of President Roosevelt's life. And at Roosevelt's request, they formed a team, Sean, because he said, "You're all pretty good." And the team they formed was the Justice Society of America. The the, the classic JSA that we hear so the much. The JSA. About. Yes, the doc- Dr. Fate is part and was one of the founding members of the JSA, which that's, is the Justice League before Justice League. That's very cool. I'm glad he stuck mm. around in that case. So, during the... Well, he's a mortal shot. <laughs> during this time, Kent found the helmet becoming more and more possessive of him. So, rather than abandoning, abandoning his battle against chaos, Kent created the Half-Helm. Although Kent's powers were severely limited, the Half-Helm was basically half the helmet... So it doesn't cover all of him. Right. So he's not complete. Because the helmet has the booze spirit in it. 
And it's slowly taken over more and more of Kent. Exactly. And so Kent creates the half-helm, which basically gives him a half and a half. So his powers are limited, but he still has the ability of flight, invulnerability, and super strength, Sean. Pretty much all you need, I would say. (laughs) Kind of, just, it's grand. It's fine. You can fly anywhere, you can't hurt him, and he can hurt you. Yeah, basically. However, Kent donned the helmet one last time to find the missing Spectre. Dr. Fate discovered that Spectre was under the control of a villain named Kulak, and in a titanic battle with the Spectre, he was defeated, and the helmet of Naboo was lost somewhere in the Netherverse. So, this is in about 1945, he set up the JSA, and he's got into this battle, and he's just lost the helmet. And so... This is a fancy way of them writing him out of the comic book, Sean, because of ultimately they've created a god. <laughs> yeah, it, it tends to break when like your other heroes are rich boy Bruce Wayne. Yeah, um, so you, it's a clever You way have of rich doing boy it, Bruce Wayne, fair. and and you've got like the guy he can kind of run fast. Um, you've got he's good at kung fu. Uh, she's also good at kung fu. I'm a god. <laughs> okay. Yeah, someone is pulling more weight on that team, is all I'm saying. (laughs) So, at the end of the decade, he had withdrawn completely from public activities. During that time, he became a physician, as I said. And in 1963, he would rejoin the JSA, somehow recovering the helmet of Naboo in the preceding years, but we never find out how. (laughs) Just cause. Um, while his teammates had changed or gotten older, Kent and Inza's aging process had seemed to stop due to the powers of fate. So Inza has also now become ageless, so she's also immortal. Okay, that's convenient, so they can just continue being a team together. Yeah, by this time he has regained the full helmet of Naboo and witted his full magical powers because they took him out of the comic books for years, they brought him back and he's now just super powerful again because it does make a good cover to be like, Dr. Fate is back! Yeah, and it's like there's a, and it was a writer who read Dr. Fate growing up and then wanted mm. to do Dr. Fate again. So little is known of Fate's adventures during this period, save for the JSA's annual gathering, because between the years of, like, 1965, so he went missing for, like, a 10-year span, and then he goes missing again, just appearing just very, very, like, sporadically for, like, another 20 years. Right. Because, once again, he's still, they brought him back as Dr. Fate, but he's still a god, and so ultimately they're like... He just is, he's missing. That's why there's, that's why there's a problem with this villain that we can't stop. Like, Dr. Fate's busy today. He's just not around. He's just, he's, he's, he's in the invisible tower. We can't find him. We can't find him. He's invisible. Um, and so, in 1987, however, Sean, he was brought back because during uh, the crisis on Infinite Earths, yes. um, they decided to rewrite Dr. Fate and really try and integrate him more into the series. And so he'd kind of been done away with originally, but Ken Nelson was still around and he was ageless. So they could bring him back whenever they wanted. So he's just sitting after crisis, room. he's just sitting there and they have a god. And so Kent was one of the founding members of the JLI, which is the Justice League International, along with Black Canary, uh, Earth's newest Green Lantern Guy Gardner, um, Batman, Martian Manhunter, Blue Beetle, um, Captain Marvel, Mr. Miracle, and rounding out the team was the new Dr. Light. So that was the team that is ultimately, like, reading that group, they would fuck up anyone, mostly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a fairly consistent roster from what I know. 
Like You have Martian Manhunter and Doctor Fate in the same team. I think ultimately Batman doesn't need to be there. <laughs> no, I think those two would have it handled. The rest of you can take a half day situation. <laughs> like, Batman and Black Canary, like unreal at fighting, are like at the back going, Get him guys <laughs> You two go in ahead. <laughs> Batman'll just be the tech guy. He'll just stay in the office and wire up the computer. And and Black Canary's like, I was literally just about to beat him up before you t- put him into a different dimension, Doctor Fate. I was literally about to kung fu him to death teamwork <laughs> we're taking the same we're taking along <laughs> the same lines so shortly after the team also gained captain atom and booster gold during his time with the justice league he helped them to stop gray man from destroying the world and at the end of that case fate retired into space to meditate on the situation sean <laughs> we don't know what to do with this character now <laughs> to space also, with him He's just you just have them and they're just like we can't have this like this is the problem with in the forties they just gave a superhero so much powers like Superman has every power ever yeah and so then you you run into the issue of like how do we have this hero still here or still around when all the other villains are now like a different level yeah like where is the where is the like threat anymore. Mm. And so where the threat came in was that by the late 80s, the war between chaos and order had been growing, Sean, quietly in the background. That was the 80s. And, of course, he was, he's meant to keep the fucking, he's meant to keep the order. And so chaos is now coming back. And Kent realised that it was a, it was a, a villain named Yali Kuga, who, by the way, there's so many villain names in this, don't worry, you'll never hear of them again. Oh, They're good. just created for Dr. Fate. Excellent. They're father for Dr. Fate. <laughs> yeah. So the strain was so enormous on Kent and Inza that it caused them to age rapidly. By later that year, the strain was unbearable on Inza. So she committed suicide to relieve the strain on her body that it was being caused, basically, because they all aged up. That's rough, man. Yeah. Her suicide devastated Kent, as it would, and nearly caused him to commit suicide as well. Naboo, however, would not allow Kent to die, but knew he needed a new Doctor Fate because Kent was unable to accomplish the job in his current state. Yeah, so he's just going to swap him out. He's going to get a new lad in and just pick up the slack. Reluctantly, Kent agreed to help Naboo in searching out a new protege. Right, okay. The man just wants to die, and the boo's like, ah, give me ten minutes to... It's like training in the lad who replaces you (laughs) in work. He's just like, I'm so done, my wife just killed herself, and I want to join her in the afterlife, and you're telling me I have to stay around because you've got to find some idiot that you're going to put this cape and helmet on? Fuck you, the (laughs) boo. You're a dickhead. So Eric Strauss was chosen to become the new fate. During that time, Kent discovered for the time that fate was meant to be a triad of man, woman and fate. So fate is like the whole thing, which is basically Naboo. And so the idea is that it's actually meant to be the spirit of a man, a woman and Naboo all in the one suit. Right, okay. So you lose your identity. You just basically become Dr. Fate. Okay, that. You touched on that on Monday, yeah. That it's like, yeah, you don't, you're not you anymore. You are. Dr. You're genderless, Fate. by the way. There, yeah. Once you become Doctor Fate, you just have no memory. Like Naboo has full control. 
Uh, well, he did at the start, anyway. And he allowed... Um, so he was able to break the hole Naboo had over him and allowed Eric and his lover Linda to become the new Doctor Fate. Kent was finally allowed to die, Sean, because Naboo had found a new host for himself, so he's like, yeah, yeah, go on and kill yourself, it's fine. Yep. You, so, thanks for your service. Thanks for your service, um, good luck in your future endeavours, is kind of what he <laughs> gave him, like a resignation letter. The Nelsons uh, went into the afterlife, Sean, but they did the afterlife in the amulet of Anubis, which is the amulet he has on him. Right. right? Okay. And because that amulet, by the way, is um, is a jail for spirits. Don't worry about it. It's grand. Of course it is. It's it's fucking comic books. And so their spirits went in there. And they're they're just in the afterlife. They're still just kicking around, like, and they can probably be talked to at any point, right? Well, they raised a child in there because it was basically heaven that they had in there. Like, they had their own world. Oh, right. Okay. And it all fits in an amulet. Very space efficient. Well, 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 the issue that came about was there was a villain named Anti-Fate, Sean. And Anti-Fate showed up. Right. As as all good villain names, just say anti, and then the next the hero's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like an, reverse flash is a similar. Rever- that's that's one of the worst names. That's all. A reverse flash, anti fate, backwards Batman. You know, you know how it is. Man bat, um, <laughs> man bat, of course. Man bat, of course. <laughs> backwards Batman. Backwards Batman was the original draft of Man Bat. I'll yeah, tell we got you. lucky on that um, one. So, in desperation, Naboo he travels to the Tower of Fate in Salem, and so he basically has turned up, and he's like, he's he's turned up in his old amulet, and is like, look, lads, the new guy he can't handle anti fate. I'm going to need you to get back in the game, Kent. Back in the game one with you and Inza. One last job, you're back in. I've already got rid of this Eric guy, he's a bit of a dickhead. I was with you for so many years, this new guy doesn't know how I work. He's a bit of a liability. Not a good fit for me. He's not a good fit for the company, is what he said. Mm. So he goes into the tower to basically be like, bring back the 2E. Like, Naboo is so powerful that he can go into the spiritual world as a spirit. It doesn't matter. He's just like, ultimately, the one of the most powerful beings ever. Yeah, and so he brings back Kent and Inza from the dead. Shot, right? Okay, good. Like that. Yeah. Love that for them. <laughs> for them. And so they bring the two of them back, but it's mostly because Shot that the GSA was being re-established in comic books at the time, I see. and they had to find a clever way to write around the fact that they'd gotten rid of the original Doctor Fate, and he had retired and died. <laughs> So it all just neatly meshed together. That it's he's look, back now. You know, it's it's just cause Sean. They set up the GSA. They're like, we can't throw this fucking Eric guy in. <laughs> Nobody likes him. <laughs> no one likes Eric. <laughs> when the GSA reestablishes itself in the modern age of heroes, Doctor Fate is among the members who return. Though he's become increasingly erratic and withdrawn from society, as he was dead, he still commits himself, protecting the Earth against supernatural threats. As Dr. Fate, an enemy seeking out to put an end to the Lord of Order, puts in motion things that will destroy the bond between Kent and his wife Inza. So a villain is now trying to destroy the bonds between the two of them. So they can't use the full Dr. Fate powers no more. The intent is to ensure that once Kent knows the fate has caused the loss of his love, he will no longer be willing to host. He'll no longer be a willing host for Naboo. Right. So, 
It looks it's as good a plan as any, I suppose. It's just like, oh, Naboo didn't, he's after causing your marriage to break up. You better give up the helmet so I can cause some havoc kind of thing. Yeah, I, I look after Naboo for you. Yeah, look after Naboo. You give me the helmet. I'll look after him for you. Dr. Fate realises in time and he saves Inza. During this time that Nelson faces a threat that the power of order alone is not enough to hold the day, Dr. Fate must fuse with his wife so that his that the, he has the power of life and love as well in the suit from now on, Sean. And he becomes a bit like the, the two of them together with Naboo is way more powerful than him alone in the suit. Kind of oh. thing. Okay. Bit of a weird living situation, but I get it. Yeah. In the merged form, the essence of Naboo in the helmet no longer retains total control of the mortal host. And is actually more of a guide. Because now that there's two of them in there, they have more control over the helmet itself. Because before, once you put the helmet on, Naboo just took control. It just became him. Oh, okay. So it it kind of works out better that they have some level of like, oh, we can we can do what we want to do in this. And so Ken Nelson and his lovely wife, who he met in his very first story and has been in love with since 1940, both get to become the new Doctor Fate together. Kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it is, Sean. That's a it's a nice circular way of wrapping back around to like, hey, the first person yeah. you met and fell in love with, they're together forever now. And I think that's where I'm going to leave the report. There's also a cool story where, like, he once put a sp- his path of his spirit when he died. And um, Hal Jordan was on an injured one was on a distant planet once, mm-hmm. and his ring was nearly like out of energy. Yeah. And the last bit of energy he had in his ring was the spirit of Doctor Fate. That when they shook hands once, Kent put a bit of himself in it, like a particle of himself, so he would constantly be in the ring as well. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? That's just a slight bit of trivia for you, Sean. Good bit of trivia, Connor. Well done on that one. <laughs> now, I'm moving on to his powers and abilities. And this is three pages long. So we're going to be st- we're gonna just get through this, right? Breeze through it. Um, so I'm going to start off with his powers without the Naboo powers. Yes. Okay? So this is also, by the way, a whole page long. No, actually, sorry. It's half a page. Sorry. Here we are. Super straight. Super speed, telepathy, mm-hmm. telekinesis, mm-hmm. flight, levitation, invulnerability. He is physically imper- impervious. The only way to harm him is through his lungs as he has to breathe. <laughs> oh, but once we work out that lung thing, he's sorted. <laughs> Mythical senses. He has a danger sense like Spidey sense and slight precognitive ability. So he can kind of see the future a little bit. Yes. And he has a knowledge of magic, so he has all of the knowledge that Naboo taught him. So that's pretty good for without the god powers that the helmet and cloak and all give him. Did, did I say I was finished? Because he also has immunity to moral, mortal diseases, he, he never ages, and he's, he has phasing. He can phase himself through walls. Walk through a wall. I'll be honest. <laughs> That's a pretty good trade, like. I I think that list alone, he'd fuck up most people in most comic books. That, you would call that a broken superhero, yeah. So what's it yeah. like when he is, like, the Megazord version of himself? When, when he's got the cape on, he's got the amulet, and he's got the helmet on, the powers granted to him by Naboo are even better phasing. Invisibility. Flight, but to a higher level. Damage resistance. Magnetic control. 
time travel, memory erasing, illusion casting, immortality, better mystical... Better lungs, he's can't be killed by lung stuff. <laughs> Mythical bolts, enhanced intellect, reality manipulation, Scarlet Witch. teleportation, <laughs> and invulnerability as his weaknesses disappear and he can no longer be harmed through his lungs. Does he just ever fight like a ground level criminal and just absolutely um, destroy them? I would like to see that because he could just put them into a different dimension and then make them forget who they are and then time travel back and kick them in the balls. <laughs> like that is such a broken list of powers. I can't believe like through all the like disappearances and reappearances he've had, he's never had a serious like permanent depowerment. But yeah, I even guess- with infinite crisis like yeah, but I guess like when it's a god you're dealing with, it's kind of hard to limit a god's powers. Yeah, he uh, can also... There, a fun piece of trivia is that he could make Superman immune to magic if he wanted to, but he just doesn't. <laughs> does he not like Superman or is he just like... I, would be I don't too think they have any issue, but that's the level of power we're talking that he can take one of Superman's only two weaknesses, which is magic or kryptonite, and just be like, you're no longer... Hurt by magic. Don't worry about it. Superman just continuously being nice to Doctor Fate. Trying to get <laughs> He's like, oh, "Come on, kid, come on, <laughs> please, please, please." <laughs> I'm fighting Zatanna next week. She's gonna fuck me up. <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's a ridiculous. He, he he is too powerful, but he he's also weirdly like his stories are weirdly human. Like it's just about like how he wants to do good. He wants to spend time with the woman he loves, um, and occasionally he wants to die. <laughs> Yeah, and no emotions, by the way. With the helmet on, Fate feels no emotion and is completely immune to every psychic attack by anyone, so he's not him. Like, once he has the helmet on, and him and Inza have the helmet on, they just become, like, this other being. That's not either of them or Naboo. And who decides when to take the helmet off? Is it Naboo, in that case? I actually don't know. I suppose he had control at the start, but I think as it went on, Naboo gained more and more control. Yeah. um, Until it got to the point where I think with him and Inza now in it, he has control again, to a certain point. Okay, that's really cool. I like that. And he's so he's still kind of developing as a character. Like there are, they are still adding certain bits to his his. Now lore. this is pre New Fifty Two, I should say. So yeah. New Fifty Two, I'm I'm not fully aware of like the ins and outs of everything there. But um, his weaknesses are, of course, he has separation from the helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like that's not really a weakness. He's or he's still a vulnerable and super strength and can fly. Yeah, so it's fine. Pretty good. Get away from anything. Um, he all he can be attacked by gas attacks, I suppose. Right. At that point, lo- same thing that did in Svelson. Yeah, after long mystical mythical battle or mystical battles are casting powerful spells, Fate's power could be depleted and needs to be restore. He needs to restore his mystical energy. Okay, so it's he's got some level of like a, a limit that he can hit. Hmm. Um, and as of for, as for his equipment, he's got the Amulet of Anubis, Cloak of Destiny, and Helmet of Fate, which I think are three great names for those three items. They really are. They really, like, they nailed those the first time, I think. So that is who Pierce Brosnan will be playing in that the is, Black Adam film. It's a lot of charisma that man will have to have to use to make that character not ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like, because you have to carry that character a certain way. That character has to interact with the world in a very specific way where, like, 
he cares about it, but he's also kind of above everything, isn't he? Yeah, like he's like he could just change the world. Like he would just move dimensions if he wanted. So yeah. if you're like, give me all. If you're like robbing a bank and you're like, give me all the money, and he turns up, he's very unbothered. But also, I think Naboo has a bit of a sick streak as well, so he would want to harm people. But he's also just completely emotionless, so he's just kind of like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just uh, take apart your whole body and just m- wipe your mind, so yeah, you don't you're, remember you're, any of your loved ones. You're inside out now. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. He's like Doctor Strange, but like on multiple steroids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That unreal. Um, I can't. I'm actually excited to see him in Black Adam now. I think that I'm interested to see what they do with the character. He'd be the one hero that would be able to fight Doctor or Black Adam or The Rock. Yeah, and like actually stand a chance. Yeah. So would you like to take us out, Sean? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thank you goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash here's for higher podcast, linked in the description there. Everyone who supports us over there and gets access to movie reviews. We do um, kind of little wrap-up chatty things on Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. That's all up there. Thank you to everyone who supports us. Really means a lot. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook Heroes for Hire Podcast or Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast or you can email us Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. The most important thing, just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. 